previously on the Dave and Steve show. You know, the thing that pisses me off about Steve, since we're on this topic, <laughs> is that here we go. Um, it's that Steve. I have a list. Uh, Hang I, on, let me pull I this up while you're talking. To, I was like the shittiest Miss America, you know, pushing the red. <laughs> right. You know, like get off my stage, give me that crown. I've never paddled a child in my life. Some of these amateurs that as Steve's described will blossom into the the ass hats and jackholes that will have their own podcast someday. Maybe they'll they'll do it and uh, be less of an asshole, you know, the rest yeah, of the year. Probably not. I consider April Fool's Day to be try hockey day. Um you know that I am I, I'm I'm a I'm a joker. I'm pregnant. Are you really? No, I'm kidding. April Fools. Earlier this week, I'd recorded a, a little bit of my five-year-old reading, and so he he's he loves reading. He's doing a good job. He's he's a lot smarter than my other two, frankly. Um. So anyway, yeah, well then he, he you know the other two are okay, and I do love them, but yeah. they you know it's just not still, a high bar. Yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. Then go ahead, Steve. I think it's worse than that. You're not Steve. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute, what? What? In fact, one of my last one-on-ones with with uh, with a former manager was um, <laughs> was um, works well with others, uh, but the box was checked, not Phil Collins. <laughs> not Phil Collins. That's, why, that's why I didn't get a big enough bump. Show number, no, I did the wrong thing. Welcome to the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, 27 miles away is Steve. I'm glad you didn't stop the show. Right. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom, Tracy. Warm today, snow on Sunday. Off and running on the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy, which I forgot to say. I'm still getting used to all this. I'm also thrown off tonight because uh, I'm sitting down. I usually record the show standing up. Tonight I'm sitting down. I'll explain why later. Before we get to all that, I bef- and before I ask Steve and Tracy what they did last week, I do have to give credit where credit is due. I gave Steve a whole heap of shit last week about not sending me a picture the way I asked him to send me a picture for a band flyer that we're putting together. Steve did come through and email me a picture. So I did want to at least say it took me calling him out and shaming him publicly on the show, but he did get me the picture. So thank you, Steve. Yeah. I figured, I I mean, they're all pictures that you have access to anyway, but okay. I have, how would I, oh, is it a Facebook thing? Is that what you're saying? Oh, gotcha. All all my pictures, my entire life is, is an open book, Dave. It's, it's, it's all out there. All right. Well, speaking of open book, what'd you get up to last week? Well, I'm glad you asked Dave. Um, So in the last week, um, we, uh, we had an opportunity. Well, actually my son had an opportunity to go to. New York. Yeah. So, um, a friend of his and um, his friend's mom they they were going to go and they invited Zach to go along. So it was kind of a last minute deal, and we're like, okay, so off you go. And so he went to New York. So he's been sending us, you know, fun pictures and and you know he got to go to a Broadway show and see some cool stuff. And uh, then a couple of days ago. The Alaska Airlines strike canceled a whole bunch <laughs> of um, flights, and there, <clears throat> one of those flights was the flight he was supposed to be on tonight. Uh-oh. He was supposed to come home. And uh, so now tomorrow, 
he has a lot to do. Like it was important that he came home tonight. Yeah, he's got that guitar so, to make. Yeah, he does have that guitar to finish. He does. That's a big part of it. Um, there's other stuff too to, um, that he has to uh, finish up and work. I on. I know when I have stuff I need to do. It's always a great idea to go to the other side of the country yeah, for a while totally, anyway, yeah. but go ahead. It, you know, he, he had planned it so that he would have enough time to work on it. So anyway, his, his flight got rescheduled to tomorrow morning at like 7am. Now the other two people that are, um, he's, ga- uh, that are he's gassy there. again tonight, Tracy. I'm a little gassy. He's, he's gassy again. A little gassy. Uh, so the other, uh, uh, his his friend and his friend's mom are going to stay longer. They're going to stay a, 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 like a day or two longer um, because they don't have the, you know, mountain of crap to do like my son does. Yeah. And my son got booked on a flight for tomorrow morning. Now he's going to go to the airport by himself and he's going to fly home by himself. And he's going to connect to a different flight by himself. And that is something that is like, I, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm falling to pieces. I'm a little bit worried about it. I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. I'm okay. I'm all right. He's sound conflicted at least. No, no, he's going to do great. He's, he's been in contact with us. He's like, um, you know, I have a, um, I have a car service coming to pick me up to take me right to the airport. I'm going to, um, I have everything that I need for the airport. I'm going to get on the plane. I'm going to come home. Rich kids. Am I right, Tracy? I got a yeah, car. I, a car I got a car service. service. Oh, my God. Wow. So you get like a pedicure in the wow. car on the way to LaGuardia or JFK <laughs> or wherever. <laughs> right out onto the tarmac. Red carpet rolled out. Oh, how Not are you, Mr. Dam? Quite. Not quite. Um, they put, give him little slippers so he doesn't smudge the uh, right. the nail polish that they put on his uh, toenails. Sure you guys he's he, he's he's gonna order i'll bleep that out later he's he's tracy you wouldn't even believe it he's gonna order caviar all by himself never okay. done it before all by himself will he I, know what kind to get i know i know that's hey, uh now my son will be the first to tell you that sometimes around here he gets a little turned around okay he will ask me is that Seattle? And I will say no. That's Bothell. <laughs> and and okay. to be in fairness, Steve, I did ask you if the trombone behind you was a ladder once on this show. So That's, yeah, but you know, I mean, trombones look exactly like ladders <laughs> to most people. But but sometimes he gets a little turned around. I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to he's I think he's going to manage this. He has enough time between his flight um, to you know, get where he needs to go. Um, and, uh, and we're going to pick him up, you know, I'm he's, he's old enough that I'm not worried that he's going to die Yeah, or, or be picked up by, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a child. It also, it is, it's so different. And, and I don't know if this factored into your thinking either subconsciously or consciously, but there's also that whole factor of, we know what it was like in, in airports when we were kids, when we were young, you didn't have a cell phone in your pocket. You didn't have the perfect digital readouts. You didn't have streamlined airports that had flows and lots of people you could ask, probably named Flow, and all those different things that went along with it. Now it is, 
and that's not to say it's not a an, an accomplishment. I mean, it is one of it is a thing. It's just like a lot of things. It's a almost like a rite of passage. Like when you sort of travel by yourself, of course it's scary, and of course it's different, and it's something you haven't done before, and things could go wrong. But I also I I'm with you, Steve. Like I'm, I feel confident given all of the technology that Zach and everybody else now has at their disposal, he should get through fine. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. I'm really excited, and I'm really excited about all the pictures that he took. And like, he won't share them. He won't send them to us. He won't. He he shared a like a few, like a a, a random few. He put a couple up on Instagram, but he he wouldn't send us any. And I'm like, you had one job: go there and take a whole bunch of pictures. That's you know that's it. He said, no, I did. I'll show them when I get back. <sighs> Do you think that's because he doesn't want you to immediately share them on social media yourself? Is it is it a thing where he's sort of saving them so that he can make the big here's slideshow that I here's my New York slideshow? Perhaps, but I don't think I, oh. I don't think I don't think he's right. really worried about that that much. Um, I think so he's just good old fashioned animosity toward his father yeah, is what it sounds totally. like to me. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, hope, I hope I hope not. Um, yeah, I, I hope not. But. Uh, Nope. Other than that, I mean, it's just been, you know, lots of fun around the farm. Talking talking new technology and pictures made me think. So one of the things that my daughter had asked for for Christmas was a Polaroid camera. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want she didn't she wasn't looking for us to go out and like find one of the old school like 1970s Polaroid cam- they they still make they make a new version of the Polaroid camera that spits out right. the picture mm-hmm. just like always. It's not as cool. It's not, you don't, you don't, the picture doesn't pop out and you sit and shake it like people used to do until the image showed up. Now you, you take the picture and it literally comes out just kind of, I forget if it's black or white, but it it just comes out blank. And then you have to go put it in a dark room and close the door and leave it in the dark room for like 15 minutes. And eventually the image appears. And on top of everything else, not only is the kind of coolness of like taking the picture out and shaking it because that's what we always used to do. Right. The, the thing they have nailed is they're still shitty, blurry Polaroid pictures. Oh, good. So the that's coolness. It got, it got worse with technology. It did. Like, and the, it evolved. Yeah. And the coolness was gone immediately because not only did she have to go put it in a, a room and close the door, but also when she got the picture, she was like, well, this isn't nearly as good as my iPhone can do and we're like yeah that's what the pictures used to look like they weren't like crystal clear perfect and so it's, she kind of gave up on it quickly and it, it is a it's Steve it's exactly to your point like after all this time it evolved into being worse somehow yeah all right uh Tracy what'd you get up to last week well you know speaking of uh trombones and ladders yeah. um tonight the uh the family uh uh went to uh see well, it was that kind of an accidental thing that occurred, some time freed up that we didn't anticipate. So uh, a, a local uh, high school um, had their uh, jazz band playing downtown, uh, Bothell, not Seattle, um, Steve. Yeah. And, which, which uh, and Zach, if you're listening, it's uh, the one with the space needle. Yes, it's the one. Yes, okay. the one with a smaller <laughs> space needle. But anyway. So it was uh, it was really kind of interesting because what they've apparently they their big time accomplishment. Uh, you you guys don't need to hear me go on and on about the Ellington competition in yeah. New York City. Big big deal. Um, so yeah, as if you have to tell that, me. 
yeah duke ellington and uh so anyway they've uh they've they've gotten into this competition and they're trying to raise some money uh to be able to go yes tracy i believe it's pronounced dukey ellington just so we're clear uh that is uh that actually is uh how he is was uh more more commonly known um so um what was interesting about it though is that i was just kind of watching the uh the whole festivities uh, kind of evolve. Um, high school kids that are playing music, so they they should be cool and popular. Except it's jazz, uh-huh. so they're they're definitely not, <laughs> and uh, so they're they're definitely not. And it's it's clear that in this group of kids, like there's been a lot of concessions made in their high school lives. So there's going to be a lot of stories. A lot of concessions at the concession stand. Exactly. There, uh, it's going to be a lot of corn dogs and, uh, and uh, popcorn. But I mean, the thing is, is that, uh, it is that, but they acted like they, they acted like they were really cool Yeah. And, and proud of themselves, which was interesting. And so you'd have to go back in time, maybe 80 years for that to actually be, yeah, have ever been true. And so it was. It was interesting that uh, I was looking uh, at just the the type of kids that were kind of involved in it. And so I I have a kid that plays saxophone. Yep. And so uh, the saxophones were uh, featured heavily in a couple of uh, Count Basie numbers. Uh, I don't have to go on again. I don't have to go on and yeah. on and belabor yeah. that point. That's like saying Van Halen songs had a lot of guitar. Right. Duh. So anyway. Uh, so he, um, I asked him, I, it was, it was something I kind of wanted to test him with. I, he, he watched it and I said, uh, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? You know, and progressing into that, um, with your saxophone. And he looked at me and said, dad, when we get home, I'm going to smash my saxophone (laughs) into pieces. (laughs) And I hugged him and we just cried, cried like babies because of that moment that, uh, that he was going to put away that stupid instrument and in just the black hole of yeah. social abyss that that is going to lead him into. And, uh, I made up the, all that part, yeah. but, uh, anyway, I heard some shitty jazz music, um, tonight and, uh, with, uh, my kids. And so that happened. Now we're, we're all, obviously we all play musical instruments. The three of us, I mean, not everybody in the world, that'd be weird, but, uh, the three of us play musical instruments uh, in high school. I, I think, you know, just like any high school, you have the quote unquote uh, people who are in a band or uh, the band are looked at as the band geeks by a certain group of people in the school. And for me, I didn't I I would have probably been in the band were it not for I Steve I know you liked him a lot I didn't get along with the teacher who taught band at all so and he, you had to take band as one of your electives you had to take band or choir so I went up taking choir I took my quarter of choir or semester of choir whatever it was and I got the hell out of there because I didn't want anything to do with that guy so Steve however was in the band pretty much from as soon as he could be right up through senior year and I played basketball and i was terrible at basketball i was expected to play basketball because i was six foot five i had zero basketball skill whatsoever and so but i remember vividly there was a there was this one weird like i'd say like a week period where at basketball practice 
it was one of those things where like everything just clicked that week and I was I wasn't the starting center but I played so well that week that I became the starting center they said like and this Steve Ted was our starting center big tall Ted who was younger than I was but he was still much better than I was and I remember them breaking the news to him this coincided with completely divorced of this development of me becoming the center they worked with the band and in this case it was literally steve on drums and our former producer of this show justin on guitar they worked out thunderstruck by acdc with justin playing guitar and steve playing the drums to it we had all the seniors from either that year or a previous year maybe it was the previous year and they came back they all sat like front row in the crowd i was the starting center now so I ran out. We all ran out of the locker room. We had this choreographed thing we had to do where we had to run by those former seniors and give them all high fives, I think, while Thunderstruck played. And it was the first time I remember it was the first time where I thought Steve and Justin are effing cool. Like this was rad. I got to run mm -hmm. out to this. Then in the game, I just destruct, I blew up on the launch pad. I was awful in the game and I got pulled quickly and Ted got put back in and was the starting center for the rest of the year. But I vividly remember all of that because it all happened at the exact same time in the weird like high school cosmos where it was like the perfect night of being able to run out to Steve and Justin playing Thunderstruck to this intro. And then after that, when I wasn't the starting center anymore, I blamed it all on on Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember being so good that it threw everybody else off <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was, that was yeah that was really really yeah, that's actually a that's next level um that's next and level i mean i was pulling i was pulling my punches i mean i was really trying to phone it in yeah yeah it, it, you I mean, know what are you gonna do yeah so I mean, it just it, all that made me think of that tracy did they do thunderstruck by acdc by any chance well we i we left a little early i think they were probably yeah. going to get to it yeah. um but uh no they were they were droning on i, I didn't really like uh their program frankly they were a little self-congratulatory mm. and uh um so are steve and know, justin now that i think about it yeah it's uh so it's it's to me uh it's i didn't i wasn't hearing the kind of tone that i kind yeah. of wanted to hear and uh on through their instruments or uh through their uh attitudes but uh but whatever. It's nice. Uh, the weather was nice, so I didn't care. Today was really nice. Uh, we'll transition into me. Today was really nice. It was ridiculously nice. It was in the mid-70s here in the Seattle area. Uh, by this weekend, it's back to the 40s and raining, so it is typical Seattle springtime. But today was really nice, so I chose to take advantage of the nice weather by running indoors on a treadmill. And I run pretty much every day. I'll occasionally miss a day here or there, and I'll do anything from... Uh, on Friday of last week, I just felt really good. So I did a full 13 miles on the treadmill. I did a half so marathon. Are you still on your Route 66? <clears throat> yeah, I am. Plan? Yep, okay. yep. I have just barely made it out of Illinois, but I, I'm still doing it. Uh, so I today I was on the treadmill, and today was just going to be five miles. And I don't mean to say that like in a dickish way of like, just five miles. It's Five miles for me is still, I, I have to work to get to five miles. And I was at about four and a half miles and I have a hip, my left hip, it hurts. It's sore sometimes, especially after running on the treadmill and, but it's never given me any real issue other than just being kind of sore. While I was on the treadmill tonight, my hip gave out. It literally popped out and popped back in just a quick little, like it, that fast. But when it did, my left leg gave out 
and when my left leg gave out, I was jogging. I was, for those of you who use a treadmill, I was probably around 5.5 miles an hour. So not like I wasn't sprinting, but I was running. So I'm not an expert on this, but the way you're describing it, you need kind of both legs to do this. Yeah, uh, typically, yeah. Yeah, and, okay. And to use Tracy's term for me, I I probably went down like a big fat sack of shit. I just crumbled on the on the treadmill. I went down on my right shoulder and my right hip, even though my left just one was the one that gave on out. down to the floor. Yes. And then I literally did the thing where the treadmill rolled me. It just I basically somersaulted off the back of it and landed on the concrete in a heap. Immediately got up. The hip when the hip went out, it didn't hurt. It just my leg just gave out. What hurt was, of course, the treadmill burn and all that stuff from falling on the belt and having the belt scrape the bottom of my arm. I've got a, I'm sure it's going to bruise my right hip and my right knee. So you're I, not using the safety brake. No, you? no, never, never. Come on. That's like wearing a helmet when you're riding a motorcycle. That's for sissies and baby pants. So yeah, no, no, forever, no, yeah. no safety cord. Um, my wife was down under the house. When I say under the house, it's not like she was crawling around in a crawl space. We have a, a section under our house that's tall enough for even me to stand in. So she was down there doing some woodworking, but under the house, far away from the garage. My daughter was upstairs. My son's at a friend's house. So I have nobody that I can, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate I didn't get hurt worse because my phone would have been up on the treadmill that I wouldn't have been able to get to. And nobody would have heard me. I could have yelled help for the next hour until my wife finally came upstairs but now the hip Just is tell me this story doesn't end with a dog coming in and crapping next to your head no but there is time. dog crap involved because <laughs> my wife is i've said many times she does rover we have this little dog that's with us we love him he's an awesome like a i don't know i i don't know what breed he is but imagine like a white scottish terrier a full a stark white a it's okay. a westie okay he's awesome his name's yuki uh, when I got out of the, the shower after showering off after the treadmill, my hip was really bothering me and I hobbled down the stairs. There's a big pile of Yuki shit right in the middle of the floor. We always say Yuki took a dookie. There's this big, like stinky pile of Yuki shit right there on the floor that I had to clean up. Uh, so, so there was, there was dog poop involved in a certain way, Tracy, but it was ancillary to the story. So I'm sitting down tonight instead of standing just because I kind of want to baby it a little bit. I am going to try to get back on tomorrow, but I'm going to walk and just kind of see how it goes. If it feels weak at all or anything like that. And then if it does, I'll have to go like physical therapy or something. So, uh, I did, I, I the only other thing I wanted to touch on really quick, I did go take guitar lessons. I did my first guitar lesson. Uh, the, the guy is, he, he actually already knows of the podcast. Uh, and then I found out that he used to be on, uh, I believe I'm probably going to get this wrong, but he used to be on KZOK in Seattle. He was a on-air personality, uh, then went to work for Warner brothers records where he worked for many years. So he's got like Van Halen memorabilia and stuff. Mm -hmm. And now he does these guitar lessons. He did does like, does he have any, uh, Dookie Ellington, right? He did wondering. some he did some online marketing and said he made more money at that than he ever did in anything else in his life and then sure. decided after the pandemic hit and that didn't really work that he was going to figure out something else to do and so he started giving guitar lessons and singing lessons and all that. So <clears throat> really great. He knew about our podcast? Yeah, so when I when I reached out to him and just said like you know, I sent a, an email to the website saying, "Hey, I would like to talk to you about guitar lessons. Can you give me a call?" Apparently, when I did that, he then looked up my name, and somehow, even though there's a gajillion Dave Johnsons, he said, "So are you the? You've got the podcast, right?" And I said, "Yeah, I I do." And he's like, "Yeah, I saw that. I'm gonna have to take a listen to that. I didn't. I. It's not like it's in my email signature or anything like that. But he's 
he's aware of it. So mm. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. All I will say is best guitar teacher I've ever had. And I hope he gives me a discount on lessons. That's, sure. That's yeah. All, that's it sounds all. like, you know, after the Duke well, now Ellington you thing. Him on the show. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's not, I mean, he, not he kind of owes it to you. Not, right? not loaded at all. All right. So tonight we have a, we have a unique and interesting and fun show. Uh, typically, we stay we we stick to a pretty rigid formula, I guess, for the most part. Right. We tend well, we to babble on and on about the shit we did that week, and then we forget to do something, and then we end the show with a couple of headlines. That's right. That's kind of basically it. We come back from a break. We do Tracy's minute, uh, and so this week we've got two things that are going to be fun. Steve's got a game for us at the end of the show, so we're going to mix up the order of the show a little bit so we can make room for that. And I have something that I've come up with. This was a dumb idea that I that I had. I've I I'm truly trying to not play this up as being anything too amazing to you guys because it is so stupid. It's all he talked about all week was how amazing this on, was. On and on, just again and okay. But what I talked about was how stupid the idea was because it is is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. But if it works out well, then we'll, I'll do more of these down the road. So. Uh, I don't. I don't want to belabor this any longer. We're we'll, we're gonna do this, and then when we, after this plays, we'll we'll chat a little bit, and then we'll come back and do headlines. But you guys feel free. You don't have to mute during this or anything like that. Just uh, feel free to to take a listen and see what you think. Making your way the proud tradition of Thursday night comedies continue this fall on the DAS Network. What do you get when you take a random clip from America's favorite podcast and slow it down to half speed? Drunk Dave and Steve with Tracy. As we're checking out, we told the guy at the register, he says, oh yeah. That that's happening all the time. Hey, you you're in DC. Yeah. And um he's like, uh don't go that way. Yeah. <laughs> don't go where yeah. that happened. Yeah. Oh, because that's where it's gonna happen again. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, um, but really, no, um, I haven't, I was thinking about your situation with, with that person setting you up for a thing, and I, I, I think I would get really excited, like, Zit. Yeah. Zit. Yeah. Zit. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do this thing. You throw your bag down and like, let's go. <laughs> that was that was our new segment called. Drunk Dave and Steve. I don't. I don't know why that that just slowing a clip down by half speed. I accidentally did it while I was in the vehicle. Uh, I hit a button on the on the phone and it did that to us. And I was like, "This is this is amazing." There you go. That's, that, that's magical. Yeah. 
Oh my God. I don't know what to do. I think it's funny because I've never heard myself drunk. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do, I do a drunk impression, but I know what I'm going to say. It's, it's a whole other thing when you hear your own voice and you, you sound like you've had, a, you had way too much drink. Oh, so, that's great. I'm glad you both enjoyed that. We'll do, they're nice and short. We'll just keep them short oh. like that, but we might, we might pop in occasionally with a new episode of uh, drunk Dave and Steve. So with, with, with Tracy. Uh, all right. Speaking of Tracy, let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headline. Yeah! Our first story was like the hip-hop equivalent of Weekend at Bernie's. Washington, D.C.'s Bliss nightclub has apologized over an appalling spectacle in which the body of slain rapper Gunu had uh, reportedly been displayed on their stage at his own funeral. The memorial service took place Sunday, weeks after the hip hopper was shot dead at the age of 24. Our deepest condolences to Gunu's family, friends, and fans. The venue wrote in a statement, which was shared on Instagram Monday uh, by The Shade Room, Bliss was contacted by a local funeral home to rent out our venue for Gunu's homegoing celebration. Bliss was never made aware that this would transpire. We sincerely apologize to all those who may be upset or offended. Uh, please keep Gunu's family and friends in your prayers during this difficult time. Yeah, of course they were notified because what what club thinks they have to ask? Are you going to prop the dead person up on stage? At the memorial, like nobody has to ask that, and they did. Steve, you've they got to... that's that's remember when we talked about why you have to do yeah. all the things you have to do to get a dog From now on. Yep, yeah, now it's now it's right there. It's the it's number 37 things we have to ask at the bottom of our you know renting our hall thing, Steve. And for those of you listening, uh, you 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 need to look this up, look up G O O N E W. That's his that's his one word, Gunu. <clears throat> and if you see a picture of a guy standing on a stage with sunglasses on and a crown and khaki pants, he's not alive in that photo, just so we're clear. That's it. Uh, yeah, it's quite disturbing. The statement was posted amid uh, trending Twitter footage that reportedly showed the slain rapper, whose real name is Markel Morrow, apparently propped up on stage at Bliss Nightclub while mourners raved around him like an Irish wig. The hip hopper's corpse was decked out in a hoodie a blinged out watch and a crown a source who attended the uh, public viewing entitled the last show confirmed that there was a $40 cover charge to enter the venue it <clears throat> you know they say memorial so i have to assume his family was in attendance i tracy i'm not sure if you said that or not but uh if his family's okay with it i guess i'm okay with it <laughs> I I hope they were okay. I hope this wasn't a surprise that they like pulled back the curtain and he was standing there. Like I, as long but as long as they were involved in this, help them get closure. Then great, more power to you, Steve. I could see you requesting something like this. I don't know if it would be at a nightclub. I'm not sure where you would request to be propped up, but I could see you requesting a memorial with yourself propped up. Wherever it be least convenient, I think um, I think like a roller rink. Raising the 12th man flag at a Seahawks game. 
<laughs> wherever it's wherever it really inconveniences a lot of people and, and makes people have to come and, and do I have a lot of uh, my my my, uh, my funeral list grows um, by the week I think of something else that I need so I'm gonna yeah. something else that Dave has a lot yeah I got a lot my... riding on me because you know as well yeah. as I do Wendy's not Wendy's already gonna be remarried by the time the memorial kicks in so I'm gonna have to do all this yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, want my body uh, propped up at an on-ramp holding a sign that says, like, we'll stink for cash or something. <laughs> yeah. Your the sign should say, doing great. <laughs> Have a nice day. Tracy, do you remember when we worked at Sierra? There was that, like, it was the early days, but that sort of meme that went around of, like, the dead raccoon, the roadkill on the side of the road. And I remember yes. it just had one paw up in the air with a helium balloon tied to it in the balloon it was a mylar balloon that said get well soon somebody yes. had literally gone and tied it to that little guy like it was morbid but funny not that i'm well, not that i'm comparing gunu to a piece of roadkill i apologize to gunu's family yeah and uh uh our thoughts and uh prayers are with him uh our second story a woman was scheduled to make a court appearance on Monday in Dublin, California, after being arrested for stealing a car. And how did she get to this said court appearance? 41-year-old woman identified as Brandy Jones used another stolen car to get to the set of court appearance, according to the <laughs> Dublin police. San Francisco jury, uh, so when she uh, arrived at the Dublin courthouse, authorities determined Jones was driving a stolen vehicle and right after authorities took the woman back to the Santa Rita jail that was less than one mile away. Does it by any chance say <clears throat> what the vehicle was? And I have a, and I'm specifically looking for the year and I have a specific reason why does it say anywhere it, in the story? It, that it didn't, but uh, I was picturing kind of like a uh, uh, 2006 uh, Mazda. See, even so, the reason I asked is I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, I've never stolen a car in my life, so I don't know. I'm not up to date on car stealing technology and all that shit, but I feel like it's, I feel like it's nearly impossible now to steal a, a new car, a car built in the last 20 years, let's say, because they've all got security systems and special locks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I think back in the 70s and 80s, it was probably really easy to pop a car open and do the thing we've all seen in movies where they take the two wires and touch them together and the car starts up. I There's no way it can still work like that. So she's either stealing older cars or she's really damn technologically sound to be able to steal current cars. Am I wrong, Steve? You steal a lot of cars. How easy is it these days? It's not that hard. Oh, okay. um, You just have to get... You just have to have access to the keys um if you, it, yeah, i mean there's a Take lot of that people, to the bank well there's a lot of people that leave their keys in the car i really there's thought i really i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh i really thought you were being a smart ass i thought you were no, saying no it's really easy no, to steal a car you just have to have the keys no because when now to your point dave you you said we see a lot of things on the movies where you get into a car you you do the thing with the with the wires you hotwire a car that's that's not how most cars are stolen. Most cars are stolen because um, they can get into the car, they can um, they can open a garage door, get into your house, grab your keys, um, get the get the car and go. Yeah. And then they have the key, the car, and and they can they can do whatever they want. Mo that's how a lot of cars are stolen 
um, nowadays, a lot of people go, go into the store, will leave their stupid fob in the car and yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll just, they'll go inside and not think somebody will just say, all right, I'm going to give it a try. They'll walk by, they'll pull up the, and they'll That's go. a good point. Cause now you have those proximity uh, fobs. And so mm-hmm. if they just leave them in the car, then uh, it's really always available to be taken. Can, so yeah. this technology, all this, this made me think like the way we're going to finally stop this is with cars that can do facial recognition. And I say this because just two days ago, so I had ring cameras. I, that's the brand ring. And that's what I had over all over my house. And they, they, they're old, they're getting long in the tooth and they don't connect well. And the pictures aren't great and all that. So I, I swapped them all out. And instead I went with nest, which is the Google uh, cameras. And one of the reasons that I did this is because Nest preaches on their site, like facial recognition technology. So it can recognize family members and, and identify them. And my head was at the place of, this is amazing because they can identify my wife always going up to the front door. And I don't have to get notifications that my wife is yet again, coming to the front door. It can just call those out. Doesn't work that way. All it does is build a facial library of that person. You give that person a name. I get the same number of notifications, but instead it just says, Tessa is at the front door. So it literally does the same thing. It just puts a name on it. And I, I, I've i looked it up. I've looked through Reddit threads and everything. I've, 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 People are saying, if it can recognize people, why can't you make a bucket of this is my family and call those not- notifications out? But the point of all of this is, it's pretty damn accurate with one exception. <clears throat> it built an entire library of me because my family was out of town when they arrived and I installed them and everything. And I was outside working with them a lot. So I had my face like right next to the camera the entire time. And I put up four of them. So nobody tried to break into my house because it's fortified like Fort Knox. But I, I put these cameras up. And so I'm staring into this thing. So it's got, it is not like me walking by in a flash. It's me staring at the camera, built this library. I named myself dad. It's, hey, dad's working in the backyard, dad's at the back door, dad's at the front door, all that kind of stuff. Until a blonde-haired, bushy-bearded, ponytail-wearing Amazon driver showed up, and I get a notification, dad's at the front door. I was like, what the hell? And I go downstairs, and I'm so surprised that I I literally, the reason, normally I'll just let the Amazon people deliver their packages, I don't want to bother them. I wait until they're a fair amount away. I open the door quietly and I say, thank you very much as they're walking away. Cause I don't want to have the weird interaction between. I opened the door cause I wanted to see how much this guy looked like me and he looked nothing like me. It's the only time that it's had any kind of snafu for the most part, it recognizes it's all great. But back to my original point and back to this story, Tracy, and I'll give it back to you. I feel like once we get to that point where we can just have little cameras mounted in the car, it recognizes your face and opens the door by the car. Unless somebody Hannibal lectures you and cuts your face off and holds it up to the door, they're not going to be able to steal your car. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to have a situation where it's just going to say, Gunu is at your front door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, back to you, Tracy. Our third story, Victor Shavers, 43, faces a charge of aggravi- uh, aggravated also assault. Uh, about 2.45 a.m. Sunday, officers were called to a residence and found... Shaver's roommate standing outside with his face bloodied, according to the police report. Shaver's was sitting on his bed in the men's uh, shared room with blood on his head in hand. Shaver's roommate told police that they were talking about what a mosquito looks like when an argument escalated. Yeah. 
there's still there's still a lot of debate about that at my house. <laughs> right. Well, and if you do if you do identify a mosquito, isn't that how you can grow a dinosaur? Isn't that the way that works? Yeah, yeah uh, movies have taught a, me anything. Yeah, yeah, the dinosaur, the the mosquito has to be really fat. Oh, got it. That's a, that's a fair point. So the roommate said Shavers grabbed a stick from behind his bed, started hitting him on the head with it. Mm-hmm. Said Shavers hit him at least six times, according to the uh, affidavit. I'm gonna beat that mosquito into you. You'll know what a mosquito is. Never question me on a mosquito again. <laughs> that's i mean that's 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 how you know modern um you know insect uh insect identification worked it was it was researchers in the field saying i think that looks like this and yeah. then the the other one disagreeing and then they hit each other with sticks until one of them is declared the yeah. winner yeah. and then then that that person gets to decide what that insect yeah. was it's just science so, how it worked in the olden days and then, <clears throat> as long as it was peer-reviewed I, i'm yeah. fine with that That's, uh... somebody else comes in with another stick that agrees with the other person our final story a video posted on youtube shows santa Ana police officers waking up a neighborhood during an investigation monday night <laughs> I'm sorry, as they blasted... Tracy, i apologize what? i never interrupt you but my brain broke because i thought you said santa and a police officer yeah. And so I could not figure out why Santa and a police officer were waking up this person. It, that caught me off guard, too. I, I thought Santa was was in, in this story. And I'm like, it's like... Oh. I'm video so sorry. post on YouTube shows off. Santa and a police officer. Santa and a police officer. Just stop the show. Uh, in the video, officers said they were at the scene of uh, near uh, West uh, Civic Center Drive and Northwestern Avenue for a vehicle theft investigation. And the first song that uh, could be heard playing in the video was You Got a Friend in Me by the Disney Pixar film Toy, Toy Story. Almost 11 p.m. when uh, Don't Talk About Bruno, Un Poco Loco, and other Disney hits filled the air. At one point, the YouTuber has heard telling the officers to have respect for the neighbors. When asked, uh, the police asked why it is that they were playing the Disney music loudly during this uh, crime scene, uh, they said uh, because the, uh, the guy videoing will get copyright infringement strikes when he uploads his video. Tracy, I know you, you, uh, you hate police, but I feel oh, like yes. even you have to give credit where credit is due here, <laughs> that this is, this, this is brilliant. This is, this is brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, uh, police have a difficult job. They've there's there's a lot of people that um, that video police, and uh, there's a lot of police that handle it well, and some that don't handle it well. And so this is a very inventive way to make sure that the video has a soundtrack that will make sure that it is never published. And uh, so Disney doesn't come after you with their lawyers. Randy Newman will. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to understand. Randy Newman is going after you. Now, if I'm the videographer, what I do at this point is I begin selling tickets to the crime scene, and now the music is for oh, commercial use, yeah. and now you've turned the copyright infringement back on the police. So, so just some thoughts. So he has there. a sign up that he puts up in his window. As soon as he gets stopped, he turns on the Disney soundtrack, throws up a little sign. 
says, listen to these two. It's five bucks each. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys, speaking of Disney, have you guys seen that new Pixar movie, Turning Red? The one where she she turns into the panda? I, I, I love... I love me some Pixar. Huge Pixar fan. You guys can see right now and confirm I have. You can see Monsters, Inc., the framed poster hanging behind me in my office. I have lots of Pixar. I'm I'm a big animated film fan. That movie was hot garbage. It was, it was even my daughter, who's the youngest in the family, and it should be right in her wheelhouse because it's about a girl who's basically coming of age. And it, I mean... <clears throat> Spoiler alert for those of you uh, who don't want to know anything about turning red. How about you turn this down or fast forward a few seconds? The reason she's turning into this red panda is she got her period. And that's the symbolism of her getting the period. It's it's tied into this Chinese lore that happens in the movie and blah, blah, blah. But the point is, my daughter should be right in the wheelhouse of the audience for this. It's about boy bands that they go and see and all this kind of stuff. Even she was like, this is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand what happened with Pixar, but the I feel like this is this is such a massive... This felt like a straight-to-DVD shitty movie that should have never come out, and I can see why it went straight to Disney Plus instead of being in theaters. Back to you, Tracy. Yeah, I've never seen it, Iron, but uh, but now I'll make, a, I'll make a special point not to see it. Wonderful. That's the news, fellas. All right, quick break on the Dave and Steve show. When we come back, we get a brand new minute from Tracy, and then we drop right into a brand new crazy-ass game from Steve. I don't know if it's a brand new game. I shouldn't have said that. Steve, is it a brand new game, or is it a game we've done in the past? It's a game. It's a game. Okay. Stick around. Hopefully that intrigues you. We'll be back right after this. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? Is the same old pastor just going on and on, the blah, 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 blah? Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, let it supply. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Laughing it up at Crazy Mike's. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. Wow, how I wanted to bag on Phil Collins and give him the old Dave Matthews band treatment and show my contempt for this 70-year-old musician, but boy howdy was my mind changed. 
Phil Collins gets a mountain of crap for grunting out hour after hour of insipid pop music. <laughs> right, like he's cornered the market on stupid pop music. Here's a tip for you. Pop music is supposed to be stupid. Most people who try to describe him personally point out his smugness and the fact that he's become successful despite the fact that he is widely criticized. Hell, even one Irish periodical referred to Collins as one of the 10 most disliked pop stars in the world. Collins has even been blamed for ending a marriage via fax machine. Now whether he did or didn't, that's pretty punk rock if you ask me. David Bowie lamented a dull part of his own catalog and referred to it as his Phil Collins years, but let me tell you, David Bowie was never as meaningful or relevant as Phil Collins at any moment in his entire life. Just once, me being compared to Bowie made me afraid to sing in front of people for decades. It's time we stop hating Phil Collins for just being better than everyone else. This has been Tracy's Steve would be a whole lot cooler if he was Phil Collins. Minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like uh like <laughs> Phil Collins when he when he played the uh the inspector um in uh in Steven Spielberg's hook. Um, <laughs> Just that, like that, that. That's my favorite uh Phil Collins. Moment. I will listen. I will, and I, I, if you go back and listen to last week's show, we talked about this. Will all make sense? We even had a previously on clip that that alluded to this, but uh, I, I will say, man, I, so that studio song, I do, I like that song. My problem with that song is it's about four minutes longer than it needs to be. It just, yeah, it drags on and loops and repeats forever. It's it's funny that I I knew the song so like you couldn't the album that that was on was like what No Jacket Required or something yeah. nineteen eighty five so you, you couldn't escape it even though I didn't really listen to pop music but I pulled up the karaoke version and sometimes you know if you get a karaoke version you're it's not very good yeah, and you're thinking, yeah. oh god this is terrible so I grabbed another one and I was like oh this one isn't very good either let me listen to the original to see which one you know this one is closest to yeah, it yeah, yeah no it's they were both real close yeah, yeah. They, they it was just terrible sounding and so uh and as i was telling my kids at dinner the pop music is maybe the hardest thing to be good at especially uh, for let's let's be clear here i know phil collins had some lineage as far as the genesis band that he was in and all that kind of stuff but phil collins was not he did not have supermodel looks. He was a balding... Like, for those of you who have never seen Phil Collins, the thing I can compare him closest to that will get you at least close to the pin is George Costanza from Seinfeld. Like, sort of this unassuming, mm -hmm. not portly, but short, kind of stocky, bald guy who had a string of undeniable, massive pop hits, which is... A pretty good feat considering he did not look like Michael Bolton or anybody else who was having hits at that time that I I don't know the name of the song it might even be Billy don't lose my number or whatever but that song that's one of my favorite I love that song and I will let that song play every single time it's on it's the it's the green mile of pop music for me uh, in that I'll, I'll watch it all the way through. Well, he never meant to do anything wrong. 
I I love uh, so Phil Collins when he was playing just when he was just drumming for Genesis, he was a player, and he he could play in Brand X was his like prog, you know, band. They they were a bunch of players, but um, but then he turns around and he writes arguably the greatest torch song in you know of the 80s maybe even modern of against all odds how could i just let you walk away that song is a killer it is it's there's a bunch of other stuff that he did you know that were that was just really you know bubblegummy and whatever but that song is just undeniably heart-wrenching It's a yeah. it's a fantastic. I'm I'm not and I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not being sarcastic or making fun at all. Right. That's a fantastic yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, you have to give him a, just a tremendous amount of credit for what he was able to do at a time where m- music had gone to MTV. So like how you were perceived and how you were viewed and what you look like on the screen, yeah, like meant a great deal to your success in many ways. And somehow he was above it all. So. I, yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, High school chemistry teacher, yeah. just you know, <laughs> yeah. substitute, yeah. substitute high school chemistry teacher. If if you're listening to this right now, if I get time, I will have already put clips in that you will have already heard from those songs by this point. But uh, if you've never heard Phil Collins, and I had the time, you have now. If you've never, if if any of you out there have never heard of Phil Collins, <laughs> right? All right, uh, I I love me some Phil Collins. I also love some games from Steve. Let's get into it. And now, live from the Dave and Steve Show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it is time for another one of Steve's crazy-ass games. All right, everybody, this is Steve, and this is one of my crazy-ass games. Tonight, we are going to do something a little bit different in that we're doing something that we did a long time ago. A long time ago, like back in the old days time ago. And it's going to require Dave and Tracy to put their hands where I can see them the entire time because they are not allowed to use their keyboards and they are sneaky, sneaky bastards when it comes to looking stuff up. Yeah, but I'm going to get tired doing this. I have my hands up near my ears. This is going to get... Yeah, and I can't see them. So so do (laughs) better, for God's sake. Do you you know how cameras work? All right. Um... You don't have to put them up uh, the whole the whole way. You can just one one hand will do. Um, so tonight tonight's game is celebrity dead or alive. Okay. Um, and we for a long time we weren't going to play this game uh, because you know it was during the pandemic and celebrities were dying and it wasn't uh, it you know it was in poor taste. But now those days are behind us. Where everything's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, first I mean, of all, two things. One, the pandemic wasn't real. And two, if it was real, we're completely past it and it's never coming back. So that's a, that's a fair never, point. Never yeah. coming back. Yeah. Never coming back. 
Um, so tonight I'm going to name uh, celebrities and Dave and Tracy are going to hold up their hand and it's going to be one, if they think they're alive mm-hmm. two if they think they have passed on and gone to the uh, great unknown. Now, some of these, they're going to know, they're going to know some of them, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe they, maybe they won't know if they're, if they're alive or dead. Okay. Um, I, I'm, and, and I'm sorry. So I was, this this I, is one for alive and then, and then two for, this was going to be dead. my question too. So two is dead. Two is dead. Okay. One are alive, two are dead. All right. So um, I'm going to say the name of a celebrity and they're going to hold up their fingers and I will, um, and they can, I'll, I'll, I'll call on them and they have, they both have a chance. They can, they can answer the same way, whatever. There is a tiebreaker. It's totally cool. Okay. Uh, Steve, I, I know, I know you're the host and this is your show. Can I make one suggestion? You, you sure. say, you say the name and then you give us like a three, two, one very quickly. And we have to immediately hold it up. And then you just say, okay, Dave held up a two. He thinks they're dead. Tracy held up a one. He thinks they're alive. They are. So that way I can't, cause yeah. what I always worry about is, you know, I'm going to hold up the thing I know for sure. And I'm going to get all these right. And then Tracy's just going to piggyback on me and do whatever I do. So I'd rather have just a three, two, one very quick thing. So he can't steal it. Like okay. he always does. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Way to way to protect yourself there. That's good, good thinking. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say for the first number number one. Bob Newhart. Three, two, one. We'll see. Yeah, Tracy can't hold up early. You got to wait for the countdown. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. Um, all right. Uh, Dave says one. Tracy says one. They both think that Bob Newhart is alive. He is alive. So. National treasure, Bob wait, Newhart. Wait for the countdown, dickhole. I um, I didn't know if we were counting up or down or just going to two. So we. Need... Okay. All right. Um, How many times do you think on Card Shark somebody called somebody else a dickhole? A lot. Yeah, yeah they, had to cut, they had to cut that out a lot. All right. Thursdays, yeah. So, um, celebrity number two, uh, Tim Conway, three. Two, one. All right. Dave has held up two. Tracy has held up two. They both believe Tim Conway has passed away. Tim Conway is dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, so, yeah. I apologize to Tim Conway's yeah, family. Just, uh, I was not yeah, cheering for the respect. death of Tim Conway. I love Tim Conway. I was cheering for the yeah, fact that I got Condolences to his family. Right. This show is going really well, by sorry, the way. Sorry, Tim's I, dead. I, either way. Okay. So it's, uh, it's tied at two and two. <clears throat> We'll be back in two and two. We'll be back in two and two. Um, the next celebrity is Quincy Jones. Three, two, one. Okay, Dave has indicated that Quincy Jones is alive, and Tracy has indicated that Quincy Jones is dead. Quincy Jones is alive. Yeah. Oh. So Dave has taken. Doggone it. Hey, Tr- Tracy. Quincy Jones uh, is alumni of uh, Garfield High School in Seattle, I believe. Tracy, once again, this is, I know Steve's the host of this show, but God damn it, I, when he counts down, I need those hands up right away. I feel like you're still waiting to see what I put up. And then, <laughs> no, you, I'm not. You, I just, what are I, you talking I, need, about? I need it right. I need, I just, this is boom. Where okay. He, this, oh, goodness. And this is the listeners can't tell. It's okay. Deloitte you're and absolutely full of crap. Going over these. I, I need. Sure. I need it right away, Tracy. I need you to be snappy. Let's go. Three, right. two, one. Boom. Number Three, two, four. one. Boom. Good 
God, I'm going to have you both kicked out of the studio. Um, okay, so uh, number four is Sugar Ray Leonard. Three, oh. two, one. All right. Sugar Ray Leonard. Dave Johnson has said <laughs> one. He's alive. Tracy Green has said two. He is dead. Is Sugar he really? Is alive. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were saying he was dead. Okay. Yeah, so I'm up to nothing. Suck it, Tracy. Get better. Technically, you're up four to two. What are we doing? Four to two. Okay. Uh, Celebrity number five. Mm -hmm. Um, You know him as as George Costanza's dad. Jerry Stiller. Three, two, one. All right. Both Dave and Tracy have indicated that Jerry Stiller is dead. Jerry Stiller is dead. I love Jerry Stiller. I, yeah, I, same here. Jerry Stiller is one of those people that from the time he was in his 20s played the same guy he played when he was in his 80s, but he was always entertaining. Serenity now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the next, um, uh, this, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> no, the... Um, the next uh, celebrity that we'll be we'll be uh, deciding on. He's gonna say uh, Gunu. You, no, I had to scratch him out. Um, <laughs> you know him as Mr. Airwolf himself, Jan Michael Vincent. Three, two, one. Okay, Dave has indicated that he thinks Jan Michael Vincent is dead. Tracy believes Jan Michael Vincent to be alive and wandering the hills of <laughs> Beverly. Um, <laughs> And uh, Jan Michael Vincent has passed away. Oh, when did that happen? Um, <laughs> like, a couple of times. Like 20 years okay. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the part I, uh, no, I just... No, it wasn't I was 20 years ago. It was only a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah, it was like 2019. Um, Hang on. Let's go, to the, let's go to the Google machine. And I'm going to find out because I don't believe you. But you're probably right because you were right about all this kind of shit. You know this. I did look all this stuff up today. Uh, he died in 2019, not that long ago. Holy cow. I listen, we've said this on the show or I've, I've said this on the show because I saw, I forget what, I forget what documentary I saw that was sort of centered around. Like it was either eighties shows or, or maybe it was Jan Michael Vincent, but they used to say on the set of Airwolf, the guy was so pickled on alcohol that they would literally have a person whose job was to hold Jan Michael Vincent steady. So he wouldn't fall over. Right. They'd say, action. That person would pull their hand out of the shot very quickly. Jan Michael, being the pro that he was, even though he was that drunk, could deliver lines good enough for 80s TV. And then they would say, cut. And the person would put their hand back in before he fell over again and hold him and steady him. So I assumed... Give you a steely look like, you say you need a helicopter pilot? <laughs> yeah. I, I assumed if you're that... If you if you sound like you can be in a, on an episode of Drunk Dave and Steve for your entire right. life, I felt like you would have died a lot sooner. But hey, good on you, Jan. Um, so um, there was a character on that show, uh, named Sinjin, that he had to he had to say Sinjin a lot. Sinjin. The character's the character's real name um, was Senator. He was a senator. <laughs> Sinjin. <laughs> and they just changed it to Sinjin because he was the United States Senator and they brought him on they just Sinjin Sinjin I will I will take your secret aircraft and I will I will I will 
catch all the bad guys. Still one of the coolest intros ever, just to work there. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. All right. So that was J. Michael Vincent, 15 minutes on J. Michael Vincent. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, the next uh, a couple of a couple of Baywatch stars, Erica Eliniak. I don't know who that is, but I'll. Okay. I, I think I, I know who that also, is. Also, <laughs> um, from Under Siege. Oh, okay. Yep. And Charles in Charge. I Came out of the cake. Yeah, and she was on Charles yep. in Charge. I'm with you. That's correct. Uh, three, two, one. All right. Dave has indicated that she is alive. Tracy believes her to be dead. She is alive. Erica Eliniak. Just absolutely uh, dominating. This, I think, I don't want to jinx mm-hmm. anything. This could Tracy, be the first time I win. <laughs> this could be the, the first time I win one of Steve's games. Um. All right. The next, uh, the the next person on the list is Yasmin Bleeth. Three, two, one. Dave has indicated that Yasmin Bleeth is alive, and. Tracy has indicated that Yasmin Bleeth is dead. Yasmin Bleeth is alive. You know, uh, I was uh, in front of her in line at getting into the opening of uh, Bellagio in uh, in uh, Vegas. And you still thought she was dead? Um, okay. <laughs> I yeah, was I, was, uh, I was unsure. She was close. She almost yeah. didn't make it. She had a couple rough years there. Yeah, and yeah. if you see her now, she's had some hard living. And listen, I'm sure she's a very sweet person. I'm not saying that in a disparaging way. I don't look like a million bucks either. I'm just saying she does not look like she did on Baywatch. I'll leave it at that. No, neither do I. Yeah, I'm up by 20 points right now, Tracy. I just did the math. That's all a, right. a fair point. Uh, the next, we're not even going to need to do the tiebreaker. No. But, right I, but I feel like our listeners will need a tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this this was rough. Um, uh, so uh, next uh, person was... Uh, next next celebrity Tony Iommi three mm. two, one uh, Dave has indicated that Tony Iommi is alive and so has Tracy Tony Iommi is alive yeah it's geezer Butler is uh, debatable but uh, <laughs> Tony Iommi I'm not sure okay he's just missing a finger all right yeah. um uh, and um the next the next celebrity. <laughs> Sorry. This is drug David Steve show. Um, we'll see if Sinjin uh, gets this one right. I was laughing because I spelled a couple of these names wrong. And I'm like, God, what is that? Um, Cloris Leachman. Three, two, one. Dave has held up two fingers indicating that Cloris Leachman is dead. And so has Tracy. Cloris Leachman did pass away just a couple of years ago. That was uh, very sad. I really liked Cloris. Steve, Leachman. what am I doing right here? What is this? That's the that's the Four Horsemen. You damn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's ten. Um, anybody want to try for the tiebreaker? Yeah, as what? long as the tiebreaker is worth uh, fifteen points. Yeah, I, I sort think of... that's fair. Tiebreakers worth fifteen points. I was just going to say, listen, I already made the statement. I may win Steve one of Steve's games finally. I think we do it. This is make or break winner takes all whoever gets this question, right? Cause then I still have a chance of losing and we, we put some excitement into this. All right. You know him as the little guy from, uh, smoking the bandit, <laughs> Paul Williams, <laughs> three, two, one. 
Dave has indicated number one that Paul Williams is alive, and Tracy has indicated that Paul Williams has passed away. Paul Williams is alive. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. was that he was a Muppet. Dave, Dave has dominated. He's he wasn't a Muppet. He had an affair with a Muppet. Oh, um, that's that that is very different, but very similar at the same time. Just like he to thank Tracy alive. for being a uh, strong competitor and all this, who sucked balls because I'm way better than him at knowing which celebrities are dead from Steve's list of C-list celebrities, and uh, I plan to uh, I plan to blow all the the prize money on cocaine and horse. Mm -hmm. It's ten to five. Um, unless you count the tiebreaker, then it was 25 to five. <laughs> to five, yes. So, all right. I thought it was really only worth 15 points if I won, but. Uh... Oh, that was, that was, nope, nope. That's not how that works. Okay. It's just like Quidditch. So um, that's a Harry Potter reference. It was so, good. That, uh, that's, that's the game. Excellent work um, on uh, knowing how many people are, you know, where, where they are. Um, Steve's Crazy Ass Games is a Dave and Steve Show production in association with Atomic Potato Television. If you'd like to appear on a future episode, email us at thedaveandsteveshow at gmail.com. We will see you next time right here on Steve's Crazy Ass Games. I wasn't sure when to start the music, so hopefully that hopefully you didn't have more to add as the host, Steve. I apologize. Didn't I really didn't? I had, I, I, I don't think I had that much to add as the host. Well, I have something to add as the host of this show, uh, the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy, and that's that we're going to get the hell out of here. We're done for this evening. Amazing show. Uh, I usually don't say that about our shows, at least on the air. I will go on record and say this was an amazing show, uh, gentlemen. Steve, anything else from you? I waited for you to take that drink, and then I asked you. Anything else from you? Nothing good. Tracy, how about you? Anything else from you? I kind of wish uh, I hadn't uh, voted for so many celebrities to be dead. Right. That's where my mistake was. For Steve, for Tracy, and for all the dead celebrities out there, and for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. Tracy.